This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, y'all. This week, I'm sharing episodes on things that can make you wonder if you're a bad person. Because that's often where the desire to be a better person comes from, feeling like you're messing up. Don't worry, though. These episodes won't hurt a bit. It's all about taking an objective look at what's giving you that, am I a bad person? Pang. In other news, I'm working each week to start producing new episodes complete with a new name and new focus, which I'm not quite ready to reveal yet. All I can share at the moment is that I am homing in on a new concept for the podcast and scheduling my very first interviews. I really hope to launch with new episodes before we're in full-on holiday mode. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host. This week on the podcast, we're taking a look at some of the things we all do that later might give you that pit in your stomach that makes you think, oh, I'm a terrible person. Like I said, we have all done these things at one time or another. So let's talk about them and raise our awareness and our skill around them a little bit. We're not going to make them go away, but we can feel better about them and maybe handle them a little bit differently and a little bit better next time. Remember them this being a perfect person or even a good person, just a better one and better relative to you. So if you never think about where you might be falling down a little bit, you'll never get to experience growth around that particular area. I promise this is all coming from a very loving place and not using a perceived flaw to make you feel worse about yourself. Okay, this won't hurt a bit. (laughs) Today, I'm taking a look at lying. And I'm interviewing Judy Kettler, who is, full disclosure, a good friend of mine and the author of the book, Would I Lie to You? The Amazing Power of Being Honest in a World That Lies. Because whether you're telling a little fib or blatantly telling someone something that isn't true or even not telling someone something that is true, dishonesty is one of those things that can trigger a visit from the am I a bad person thought pattern later on. So let's break it down. Judy, I am so happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here talking about one of my favorite topics. Yeah. So let's dive right in. Tell me, why can being dishonest make us feel like we're a bad person? Well, I think the main reason is that it activates our shame trigger. So this is, first of all, this is kind of when we realize that we're being dishonest. Mm. So a lot of what I write about in the book is that we don't even realize all of the little fibs, all of the little half-truths, all of the things that come out of our mouths that aren't necessarily honest. And sometimes it's a little consequence. Sometimes it might be of a lot of consequence, but we're not really paying attention. Mm -hmm. So when we do bother to actually pay attention and we start to realize 
that maybe we're not as honest as we think. By the way, there are a bunch of defense mechanisms that try to make us like not realize this rational <laughs> rationalization. <laughs> and um, we, th- we think that we're far more honest than we are. But when we finally do like get to the root of it, you know, we feel ashamed. I mean, shame, that's, it it comes back to that, I think, over and over again, just that sense of like, oh, no, I I really am a bad person after all. (laughs) So, I mean, if this is, if dishonesty does come, is a shame trigger. Okay, let me see if I can spit this out. (laughs) So if it is something that can trigger shame, why do we do it? Well, a lot of times, because our like our self-interest, our ego is, is greater, you know, or, or is like what we're in, what we're focusing on at the time. So, you know, there are lies of self-interest and then there are lies, um, what I call, I don't call them this. I talk about them as pro-social lies because that's what the experts, that's what the researchers call them. So pro-social lies are kind lies, lies that we tell for the benefit of someone else. Like, oh, I love your um, haircut, and- that kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do love your haircut, so, by the way. <laughs> I'm not you. lying. So those are a bit different than self-interested lies. So the self-interested lies, sometimes though we mistake pro-social for self-interested. Um, we think that we're you know, telling the lie for the benefit of someone else, but really it's our own ego or we're just afraid to say the truth because we don't want to stand in an awkward space. Mm-hmm. So with self-interested lies, it's just, you know, the thing that we want, whether it's like to be taken seriously or the money or like whatever <laughs> it is, it it just kind of becomes more important than the shame that we know we might be feeling on the other side. Okay. Is all dishonesty created equal? Meaning, is it ever okay to fudge the truth? You know, whether it's a little bit or kind of a lot? Yeah. So, I don't think all dishonesty is created equal. In fact, one of the principles in my book that I, I, have, to, I have these principles like written somewhere here <laughs> is actually not every situation is the same. You know, again, there, there's pro-social lying and then there's self-interested lying. So the thing about pro-social lying um, is or let me just back up a little bit. Like when you kind of when we make honesty, like when you say, well, you ha- no matter what else, you have to be honest. Even if you're hurting someone, even if you have to be honest, then you're elevating honesty to the most important value. And it actually isn't always the most important value in every situation, which mm-hmm. sounds wrong until you think about it. And then you're like, oh, no, wait, that's actually right. Because sometimes kindness is more important or mm-hmm. compassion or empathy or any of these things are actually more important in a given situation than honesty. I think what happens though is we tend to think in either either or. So if you're elevating self-interest above honesty, that's a problem. But if you're elevating, well, you know, I want to try to be kind in this situation above this mandate to be honesty, that's not the same thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Sometimes you could tell someone something that perhaps they just don't need to know that's going to maybe increase their suffering yeah. and you could use the excuse, but I'm just being honest. Exactly. And- yeah. It, it, right. It's, I'm really arguing against. So there's the categor- categorical imperative that Emmanuel Kant um, from the, he's like an 18th 
time my century, right? 18th century German philosopher. Mm -hmm. um, and his thing was like, you always have to be honest, no matter what, even if it means someone gets killed. I mean, that's just bananas. Mm. Like, I don't <laughs> agree with that at all. And, you know, philosophers like have revised it in a lot of different ways. Right. But honesty, it just isn't always the most important value in every situation. It doesn't mean that it isn't extremely important and that you shouldn't elevate self-interest above it. But sometimes something else might emerge as more important in a given situation. Okay, great. I've got a couple more questions for you, but I need to take a quick break. Okay, welcome back. So, Judy, what's possible when we start being more honest? Well, so I can really only speak for me, but when I started the journey of just trying to pay attention, and, and I always draw a line between there's there's being more honest, but really the work is in paying attention to your choices about honesty. Okay. And that has made me more honest, but really it's all around the paying attention, right? So when you pay attention, first of all, you you notice a lot of things. You learn things about yourself. So for me, one of the things I really learned in paying attention to when I was fibbing is that I mean, I'm an empathetic person. I've always known that, right? But I really lean on, like, I I lean on empathy so much that sometimes it gets in the way of saying what I need to say. So it's like, it's kind of empathy can kind of be a crutch a little bit. So mm -hmm. like, I just started to see patterns in myself that I thought maybe I, I, I was not saying what I needed to say or fibbing a little bit because it was about kindness, but really kindness and empathy, but really it was more about me just like being afraid to say what I needed to say mm -hmm. um, because of my own fear of like, oh no, they really are going to know I'm an idiot or, oh, they're going to think I'm mean or, oh, they're going to like whatever it is. Right. And so when you do this work and you start to pay attention, you just get to know yourself at a level that maybe you didn't know yourself before. And I also just think it makes your relationships better, right? It's just, I think that it improves your relationships when you don't constantly feel like you're not saying the things that you need to say. And I think it, too, it can make you less judgmental. So when you notice your own dishonesty, mm -hmm. you're less likely to just spin around and fixate on all of the dishonesty around you because there's a lot of dishonesty, right? I mean, we just came off of a year that was like, right, some of the biggest lies. And it would have been really easy just to get stuck there and be like, oh my gosh, we live in this world of lies. There's no escape. And I mean, the escape is like, well, start with yourself. Like, call out others of course call out these this dishonest behavior of course call it out but like don't stop there like look at yourself too don't get stuck there um so it just helps you to avoid getting stuck in like obsessing about how other people are behaving great so for a listener who's wanting to be more honest in their life what's something really practical they can start doing maybe even before they go to bed tonight I'm a huge fan of, of writing things down. Now, not everyone wants to take the time to write things down. But e so even if you're just gonna write it down, or you can just like sit there and take a moment while you're brushing your teeth or whatever, and just reflect on a situation during the day, that day where maybe you 
weren't as honest as you could have been. And instead of judging yourself as like, oh, I'm a terrible person, just like ask, like be curious, ask yourself, why wasn't I as honest as I as I wanted to be? Like, what was standing in my way? What 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 would it have felt like if I was honest? So just take the moment of reflection. And if you can write it down, that's all the better because it helps you naturally reflect even more. But if you're not like into that, just take the time to think about it. Just start noticing. It's really just a matter of noticing and then being curious about it. I love it. So for folks who are interested in your book and you, where can they find you? So my website is probably the best place. Um, So it's my name, uh, Judy Kettler, Judy with an I, K-E-T-T-E-L-E-R. You can go there. You can um, take a look at the book. You can uh, read. I've written a lot of articles, essays about honesty. You can kind of browse through what I've written. Um, So that's probably the best place. I'm on social media too, um, but I'm not so active these days because I had to take a little bit of a step back. <laughs> so. I support you on that. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm there, but I'm not on it all the time. So website is probably the best place to find me. Okay, great. And I just want to remind everybody that your book is called Would I Lie to You? And it is so worth your time to seek out. So if this conversation is sparking something in you or making you want to take a closer look at honesty, definitely check out Judy's book. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here, Judy. Hi, this is Kate with your tiny assignment, which Judy actually gave us very explicitly. And that is at some point today, either in the moment when it's happening or perhaps tonight when you're brushing your teeth, just ask yourself, is there something that I was not honest about today? It's not even that 100% honesty is always the goal, like Judy was talking about, but there can be some kind of interesting information in those moments when your instinct kicks in to maybe not tell the whole truth. It's just approaching it with a sense of curiosity and seeing what there is to see. I would love to know what things make you worry that you might be a bad person. Shoot me an email at beabetterpersonpodcast.com or DM me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. And if I can, I'll do an episode around it. Also, I just launched the Am I a Bad Person quiz on katehanley.com. And it's a very lighthearted look at those things we do that we may or may not have good reason to feel bad about later. Again, you can find the quiz at katehanley.com. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 